Well, the Republicans have taken control of the House, it's official, and yet on day one of the new Congress, they could not vote in a new speaker. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy could not meet the threshold of 218 congressmen to win speaker the, the, the vote for Speaker of the House. They did three attempts, by the way. This has not happened. This is embarrassing. It's not embarrassing for Kevin McCarthy as much as it's embarrassing for the party. The Republican Party is dysfunctional. First time in 100 years, first time since 1923 that a speaker was not voted in. On the very first ballot, there were three ballots, and a lot of the very, very strong right-wing conservatives are uh, the holdouts, not Marjorie Taylor Greene. So we're going to get to that coming up in a moment. I also want to talk about the Trump tax returns, which were finally released by the Democrats several weeks ago. And uh, let me just say this about Trump's tax returns. He is so innocent. I mean, it, it, he has been so exonerated of, of any suspect of any of any crime, by the way, because he's, the proof is because he's never been charged, and they've been investigating the man for years for every crime under the under the sun. So, uh, uh, what other conclusion could you draw other than he's clearly innocent? Because there, there are people who would love to lead him away in handcuffs, but with his taxes, I mean, they have been scrutinized. The IRS has obviously audited his, audited his tax returns for years. Now the Democrats, they went. Remember, they were fighting, and they Trump was withholding it. He didn't want to release it, uh, which I said he had every right to do. Why should he release his tax returns? We knew that the, the media would make up all sorts of bogus accusations about it, which is exactly what happened when they were released. And we said, you know, that why are they making up crimes? Because that's what they do with Trump is they make up crimes. Well, if if he was guilty of even stealing one shred <clears throat> or not paying taxes on one penny, if, if, if there was literally one penny that Trump withheld from paying off his taxes, uh, they would have literally they, – they would indict him. OK, so that is the biggest proof. And yet the media is still putting out these headlines. Oh, Trump didn't pay taxes for, for the last four years or Trump four out of the last six years. He paid zero dollars in taxes. OK, he uses very good tax loopholes. He's got really good accountants. That's not a crime. So we will get to that coming up. Um, it, it, you know that Twitter, they, they have made a lot of cuts. Twitter has cut a lot of expenses. And obviously that's Elon Musk. Who uh, you know? He fired like I think two thirds of the workforce or something like that. Musk came in, Elon Musk, and fired thousands and thousands. By the way, Elon Musk has, has said that later this week he's going to release the Fauci files. He's going to release uh, files that uh, are going to expose a lot of the collusion between Dr. Fauci and Twitter. So keep an eye out for that. But uh, Musk has made a lot of cuts and. Do you know that he's made cuts to janitorial supplies and uh, janitorial services, and a lot of Twitter employees have to bring their own toilet paper to work? And I want to make a point about this, which is Elon Musk understands how to run a company, okay? It's all about capitalism. It's all about you know, the, the government or these big corporations are kind of the same as the government other than Elon Musk, who he knows how to think like an entrepreneur. So uh, the government, it's all about spending more money having more manpower, and it's inefficient, and it costs a lot, and it doesn't work. And yet Elon Musk and private industry is a much better system. So what I mean to say is Twitter, uh, it, Musk comes in, and he, he, he literally fired like half or two-thirds of the employees, and he said, listen, either you believe in our values or you're gone. Many of them left. And remember how everybody, the media was in a frenzy and saying, oh, look at that. There's no way Twitter can survive. There's no way Musk can run Twitter. 
without thou- these thousands of employees, how's he going to run it? And and nobody has noted. There's been no glitches. Okay, Twitter, it's probably running even more seamlessly than before. But it didn't miss a beat. Well, how did he manage to do that? Because he knows how to run a company efficiently because a lot of those thousands of employees were actually just – just he trimmed the fat. Those were actually just a waste of money as it turns out. A lot of companies are like that where you literally get most of the output from a small chunk, a small percentage of the workforce. So that's what Trump real- – that's what Musk realized and – um you know, Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan, who, by the way, nominated Kevin McCarthy for speaker and uh, voted for Kevin McCarthy, even though Jim Jordan is a very strong, I think he's, you know, a member of the House Freedom Caucus, but he still, you know, supports McCarthy, as I do too, as I'll explain. But, and then, by the way, I don't even care who's speaker of the House, because to me, it's just about getting the Democrats. I don't care which Republican does it. Uh, you know, it's about just stopping Biden from destroying the country. But um, getting back to Elon Musk, you know, Jim Jordan put out a tweet saying Twitter cut their workforce in half or two thirds or whatever, and uh, they're running better than ever. So why don't we do that with the federal government? Why can't we slash hundreds of thousands of federal employees, save who knows how much money in tax dollars, and the government will run even better? So that's the beauty of this. They have to bring their own toilet paper. But you know what? The company is functioning really, really well. Similarly, the, the founder of Home Depot, um, and, and he's an old man at this point. He's, he's in his, he's, I think he's 93 years old, and he is lamenting the, the fact that the socialists and the woke uh, have taken over society and have taken over the country. And he says Home Depot, they never could have built the Home Depot empire. This man, I, don't, I forgot his name, but uh, he, he, this man literally is the founder of Home Depot. He built it into the empire that it is today. And uh, he's very, very disturbed by what he's seeing by woke leftist socialist society that has taken over the country. He said, uh, quote, he said, woke people have taken over. He said if he had founded Home Depot today, he could maybe build 15 or 16 stores and that's all. And he says the reason is because nobody's interested in working because uh, the government just gives everything out for free. He says, quote, thanks to socialism, nobody works, nobody cares, just give it to me, send me money. I don't want to work. I'm too lazy. I'm too fat. I'm too stupid. And he said that the list of obstacles to entrepreneurial success in the U.S. Oh, his name is Bernie Marcus, co-founder of Home Depot. He says it's a long list. The obstacles to entrepreneurial success HR executives, government bureaucrats, regulator socialists, Harvard graduates, MBAs, Harvard MBAs, lawyers, accountants, Joe Biden, the media, and the woke people. So, and my point with this is that these people understand capitalism. They understand private industry and how much it can it can succeed, and how you know the government just basically giving everything out for free is it literally brings down the brings about the destruction of society. We've told you about Elon Musk. How his SpaceX, he does things that NASA scientists said couldn't be done. Elon Musk, the, 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 the rocket booster, which, which launches the space shuttle into space, right? NASA, they literally allowed, every time they did a launch, $50 million boosters, uh, went into the ocean and were destroyed. They just dropped them into the ocean. They said, sorry, there's no way we can retrieve them. There's no way they can survive the impact. We just have to, every time they launched a shuttle, I think it was $100 million down the drain because they said there's no way the rocket boosters can land safely back on Earth and be reused. Musk said, I'm not going to lose $100 million every time I launch uh, a a shuttle or a craft into space. And he figured out a way. His scientists figured out a way. And NASA said it couldn't, sorry, we tried. It couldn't be done because NASA didn't have the uh, financial incentive that Elon Musk had. All right, so President Trump, uh, for a bunch of years, he paid nothing in taxes. The reason is because 
he knows how to leverage his losses. Whenever he has, you know, he's a businessman. He has wins and he has losses. He has successes and he has failures. And when he has a loss, he knows how to use those losses up against his earnings to not pay taxes. So sometimes he'll pay a lot in taxes, but many years Trump has paid zero in taxes. And the Times, it shows you the fake news media because they take this and turn it into a headline, this like very, very damaging accusatory headline. Oh, Trump paid zero in taxes for like three out of five years, you know, implying that, oh, he's cheating on his taxes. If he was cheating on his – do you believe that Trump, of all the people on the planet, with the IRS, with the federal government after him, with Biden in office, you know, with the Democrats doing anything possible to try to indict him? I mean, look – check – they're, they're, they're invading Mar-a-Lago looking for archives, national archives violations. I mean, they're, they're, they're throwing anything that could stick, throwing every possible dart at him. If you think he cheated on his taxes and, like, paid zero in taxes – but he didn't do it legitimately, and they haven't indicted him. I mean, he is the most innocent man on the planet than the fact that they've never found anything and searched harder than they searched Al Capone. So, uh, but and yet the the media, New York Times, Washington Post, they they put out these these very very you know uh, scintillating headlines I- I- insinuating that he's committing a crime. These bombshell headlines. So I got to read you a uh, an op-ed here by Tim Meads. I think I saw this in the Daily Wire. And, it, you know, I'll give you some excerpts. It's really well-written. Uh, quote, it is the headline. After seeing Trump's tax returns, I would like to hire his accountant so that I, too, can pay as little in taxes as possible. Hey, let me read you some excerpts. Quote, after nearly half a decade, congressional Democrats finally released Trump's tax returns. And you won't believe what happened next. Of course, Nothing happened. Like any article that says you won't believe what happened next, what occurs next is the most obvious sequence of events of all time. The tax returns showed that the billionaire real estate mogul uh, turned TV star, turned president, turned deep state public enemy number one, has done nothing illegal, but he does use the tax code to his advantage. Um, the Daily Wire reported that the records provide about 6,000 pages of information how Trump handled his taxes. He often used various deductions and business losses to decrease the amount that he owes the federal government. In reaction to the news, one Hollywood celebrity um, tweeted, quote, We're learning nothing that we didn't already know about Trump's taxes. It's time to arrest this lying piece of garbage, end quote. So, again, I want to read you that tweet. This is like some famous – his name is Rob Reiner. He's a famous Hollywood producer. And he wrote, quote, we're learning nothing we didn't know already about Trump's taxes. It's time to arrest this lying piece of garbage. So we're learning nothing we didn't already know, which means that we learn nothing, which means that Trump did nothing wrong. So it's time to arrest him, which is always how – and I, this is me talking now. This is not the, the, the op-ed, which we'll return to in a second. We learn nothing about Trump. Oh, so let's arrest him. That's how Democrats think. So listen to what the, what the op-ed says, quote – You'll note that's sort of how leftists have operated since 2015. They'll tout some new report, say the walls are closing in, hype a pending arrest of Trump when nothing materializes. They still push forth, calling for his prosecution anyway. Why? Well, they don't quite say other than the fact that Trump is mean or something. But Reiner is correct. This gigantic report adds nothing new to the conversation. In fact, as a candidate, Trump admitted that he used every legal avenue possible to avoid forking over money to Uncle Sam. Quote, as a businessman and real estate developer, I've legally used... Tax laws to my benefit, to the benefit of my company, my investors, and my employees. I mean, honestly, I have brilliantly, I have brilliantly used those laws, ta- Trump said in 2016. I've often said on the campaign trail, I have a fiduciary responsibility to pay no more tax than is legally required like anybody else, or put another way to pay as little tax as legally possible. And I must tell you, I hate the way they spend our tax dollars. That's Trump talking. So, uh, again, it's like 
guys, we want his tax returns. I'm telling you, you're going to find a crime. You're going to find all sorts of shenanigans. You're going to find all sorts of tax fraud. Okay, let's release the tax returns. Well, uh, we can't find anything wrong, but he didn't pay any taxes. Okay, so his accountants are brilliant. Well, let's arrest the guy then. He has, he has these very intelligent accountants. All right, so let's talk about Kevin McCarthy for a moment. Look, I like Kevin McCarthy. I, look, I know he's not a member of the Freedom Caucus. I know he's not, uh, you know, as conservative as we would like him to be. I happen to think that, you know, he's been very, very strong. He's been strongly opposed, you know, to, to the Democrats. You know, not just Elon Omar, who he's, he's called out Elon Omar repeatedly, but not just the squad and the, and the woke leftists, but he's been opposed to Pelosi and, and Schumer and, and all of their policies and all of, you know, a lot of the, a lot of Biden's spending, you know, he's, he's going to fight it. It's not like he's going to be one of these people who just agrees to all. Yeah, you know, I think he opposed the $1.7 trillion omnibus, unlike a lot of Republicans in the Senate, McCarthy contr- uh, uh, opposed the $1.7 trillion massive wasteful spending package that was just passed. So I think McCarthy, I think he's going to make life difficult or impossible for Biden and the Democrats and Chuck Schumer in the Senate. Uh, I, I, I think Biden's, I think McCarthy's gonna be a real thorn in their side. And he's made a ton of concessions to conservatives. You need to have, you're not gonna have Jim Jordan as the Speaker of the House. It just is not going to happen. There are too many moderate Republicans who think that Jim Jordan, and I don't, you know, you know how I feel about Jim Jordan, but, 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 but people think, you know, a lot of, a lot of members of Republican House members look at Jim Jordan, oh, he's too radical. You know, he's, he's, he's too far to the right. He's too extreme. I don't think that way. I agree with – I think he's spot on about many, many issues. But we have to be – this is the problem is we have to be in touch with reality is that you're not going to get perfection. So you need to take uh, as close you, as you can to perfection you, without just throwing the baby out with the bathwater, without, without just nuking the whole thing. That's my issue. Is there – and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who by the way is a little kooky and, and has said things in the past and she's appeared at conferences – uh, you know, with 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 people that we wouldn't be such big fans of. I'm talking about like white supremacists. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is v- a very staunch conservative, very staunch Trump supporter. She's supporting Kevin McCarthy. Jim Jordan is supporting Kevin McCarthy. Matt Gates is not supporting Kevin McCarthy. I don't know. He has some issues with him. I don't know. There were, I think, 18 Republicans who did not vote for Kevin McCarthy in these first three rounds. So Marjorie Taylor and Lauren Boebert is not supporting Kevin McCarthy. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, is because she's she recognizes. Wait a second, you're you're hurting the party. If if the party's in disarray, in discord, if the party's crumbling, okay, if they can't even get it together to elect a speaker, which has not happened in 100 years, that is ugly. That is a, that is embarrassing. It's a blemish, and it means that the party Democrats never have this. Democrats they are unanimous, okay. Their leaders tell them what to vote, and they vote, okay. And and the squad is the exception, but the squad they're a bunch of kooks. And again, I, I tend to agree. A lot of the House Freedom Caucus, a lot of the you know the, the the staunch conservatives, I agree with them in principle. In principle, they want to have everything under the sun, but you can't do. This is where it gets carried away. Is well because of my principles, I'm going to let the party fall apart, and I'm going to be a, a national laughing stock because the first time in a hundred years that a party cannot elect a speaker, even when they're in the majority and they control the, the, the House majority. That, that's just that's just an embarrassment. Okay, in my opinion. And uh, and I don't think it's a failure on the part of Kevin McCarthy. He made a ton of concessions. They're going to have you know number one. He made a concession which Pelosi never did, which is that uh, it takes five votes. You need five congressmen, five Republican congressmen, uh, to to call for a, a vote on uh, on on forcing McCarthy to step down. If, if if there are five Republicans at any point who decide you know what, we don't like McCarthy's leadership, we want him to step down. 
Okay, so that takes a vote, obviously, of the of the entire House, but it, it would only take five Republicans to put forward that vote to 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 bring that vote to fruition. So that's a huge concession, Pelosi, because that takes away a lot of McCarthy's um, strength and leverage. Uh, McCarthy's also allowing the conservative leaders uh, to spearhead investigations. They're going to investigate Joe Biden. They're going to investigate the the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. They're going to investigate FBI and uh, you know the deep state and uh, whether the FBI. Uh, what w- has been literally weaponized, and, and and whether the FBI is colluding with the media, Twitter, Facebook, etc., to uh, you know, to to, to undermine uh, people like Trump and to undermine the Republicans and to censor stories as disinformation. Whether the DOJ has been weaponized, They're, you're going to see all sorts of investigations that are going to expose. We're already seeing it with the Twitter files that are going to expose. So many of the scandals involving Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the FBI, the DOJ, the deep state. I mean, you get ready, buckle up, because the next two years, I believe Republicans in the House, they are going to go to town. Dr. Fauci, I mean, you name it, they are going to start to play dirty, I think. Maybe I'm being overly optimistic because they're going to fight back because the Democrats of January 6th, they have been getting into the mud. They have been playing as dirty as humanly possible. And the Republicans like Jim Jordan and others, MTG, are ready to fight back and McCarthy. So Jim Jordan's going to be heading one of those investigations. A lot of conservatives are going to be heading those investigations. So it's time to elect McCarthy. We, I don't know how this is going to play out because they need 218. Without 218, they just keep voting again and again. Somebody sooner or later is going to have to blink, going to have to cave in. And uh, we're going to have to wait and see. Maybe McCarthy makes more concessions. I don't know. But it certainly is dramatic. All right. Don Jr. put out a tweet saying, remember when Congress would not give Trump $5 billion to build a wall to protect our southern border? We've given over 25 times that to the to Ukraine to protect their border. America last as usual in D.C. Great point, Don Jr. I find it just sickening that we've given $100 billion to Ukraine. I understand I've been supportive of trying to ouster Putin. I think I think the war against Ukraine, the invasion has made Putin wealthier than ever and Stronger than ever. Yeah, he lost a lot of, you know, he he lost a lot of troops, but uh, I don't know that he cares about that. His, he, you know, his, his he's so he has so he is so wealthy right now, Putin, be, and he is the number one supplier of oil and natural gas to the entire Europe. So Putin's laughing all the way to the bank, and meanwhile, the United States and Europe, other than Russia, are you know, the the are are an economic wasteland. I mean, our economies are a disaster, partially because this war in Ukraine. And you're sending Ukraine $100 billion for what purpose? I mean, it's not as though we have extra money lying around. We're $31 trillion in debt. And finally, did you notice the January 6th committee canceled the subpoena against President Trump? This happened very quietly. Again, the January 6th committee has now been disbanded because obviously the Republicans have taken over. But um, in late December, during the quietest – new one of the one of – the, um, Quietest news cycles, dead news cycle, one of the most dead news cycles of the year, end of December, uh, the January 6th committee quietly canceled their subpoena against uh, President Trump, not forcing him to testify. Now, why would they do that? Why on earth? Think about that. Think about how threatened they feel by Trump. Remember, they could have charged, put, you know, put Trump in contempt. They did it to Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon was convicted and was uh, sentenced to prison. I think it's under appeal right now. Uh, you know, they persecuted Mark Meadows. They, you know, they they they, they forced. Uh, they, I, I think I believe Jared Kushner testified to the January 6th committee, if I'm not mistaken. But many, many, many people surrounding Trump 
testified at the January 6th committee. Why on earth, not only did they not hold Trump in contempt, but they didn't even force him to testify at any point. And eventually uh, they actually gave up and they said, all right, we're canceling, you know, we're reneging on this. We're retracting the subpoena. Why would they do that? You know, they make you wonder what would they possibly gain by that? Because they were clearly terrified of Trump's testimony because they know Trump's going to talk about how Pelosi was the one who, 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 who was supposed to defend the Capitol and how she's the one. He, he requested, according to him, he requested 10,000 National Guard troops. Pelosi ignored that request or denied that request. And the Democrats were in charge of the Capitol. And Trump, he, all he did was tell protesters, he said, whatever you do, be peaceful about it. You want to protest at, at, at the Capitol? Please protest at the Capitol, but do it in a peaceful way. So Trump did nothing wrong. They know that he is going to expose you know, their hypocrisy and how bogus these ridiculous hearings were about January 6th. That's the only conclusion that I could draw. I'm open to I'm open to others. All right, we're going to keep this a little bit shorter, trying to keep our pledge here to do shows more frequently. That is going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.